welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my my fine wife, Bev. That's (laughs) it. I, I know his lines, but you know, we need rich thoughts to start every day. Absolutely. Rich thoughts from the Word of God, rich thoughts to, I mean. Tell it, girl. Yeah, I mean, fire us up and send us into our day so that we know that no matter what happens, God has got it. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about seven priceless benefits for you. All right. Have you ever walked in a bank and wondered what it would be like to have complete access to its vault? If you've ever had to go into a vault to get a safety deposit box, you've seen firsthand the rather elaborate security measures employed by the bank. Have you ever daydream or thought about what it would be like to have complete access to all the valuables, everything in the bank vault? Think about that for a moment. Because, hear me now, hear us. You have unlimited access to the biggest bank vault ever. What would you say if we told you that you can have unlimited access to a vault holding more money, jewels, gold, silver, and wealth than you can even imagine? Deuteronomy 28, 12, and 13. Deuteronomy 28, 12, and 13, Message Bible. Get ready, because you're going to shout. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in your hand. You will lend to many nations that you yourself won't have to take out alone. God will make you the head and not the tail. You'll always be the top dog and never the bottom dog as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God that we are commanding to you today. These two verses that we just read contain seven priceless benefits available to every believer if we follow two simple instructions. First, here are the benefits. One, you have unlimited access to a vault with unending wealth. Or maybe we put it another way. Your vault has more wealth than King Solomon, King Midas, and the world's 1,645 billionaires combined. Hmm. In fact, all that accumulated wealth, or maybe I should say the person who's supposed to be winning the new billion, billion, billion dollar lottery I hear about. In fact, all the accumulated wealth would be just a chump change when combined and compared to the vault which you have unlimited access to. You know, as we were getting this teaching ready, we were talking we were uh, talking about Genesis 28:12 Genesis 28:12 which says and he dreamed and behold a ladder set upon the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it wow you know as we were reading and rereading the verse we could see angels you know we're not talking about the chubby cherubims that they talk about at Valentine's Day but we're talking about mighty warring angels ascending and descending into homes with untold wealth from the sky vault. In John 1.51, John 1.51, it says, And he saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In your mind's eye, just imagine the angels forming a chain from heaven to earth, bringing wealth and riches into your house and those people just like you. Is this image real? Well, <clears throat> sure can be, because as long, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So as long, so long as the windows of heaven are open over your life, when we give our tithes and offerings, we activate the principles found in Malachi three eight through ten, where our giving opens the windows of heaven, and it's said right there. In the scripture, are you a tither, a giver? Close your eyes and think about this, doing this right, as we're, my husband is going to do right now for me. I have to read, so I can't close my eyes. Imagine you're in a service and it's time to give your tithes and sow your offerings. With your eyes still closed, imagine the hand of God reaching from one side of the horizon and pulling the windows of heaven back so you can receive your blessing. Because it says in Malachi 3.10, Malachi 3.10, Message Bible, test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. I have some pretty wild dreams. Amen. You, can, you have open and unlimited access to the vaults of heaven through the open windows of heaven described in Malachi 3. That ought to make you shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, pour rain on your land on schedule. There's an old gospel song by the great Dottie Peoples entitled, He's an On-Time Guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's what it says. He's an On-Time Guy. Uh, yes, yes, he, he is. is. Oh, He's on an On-Time time guy. guy. Yes, he yes. is. You go, girl. That's fine. Job said he may not come when you want him. But he'll be there right on, on time. time. I, I tell you, he's an on-time on time guy. guy. Yes, yes, he is. I love it. We encourage you to go to YouTube and search for the song. It'll fire you up. It will. But we also want you to look at Galatians 6, 7, 6, 7, Classic Amplified Bible. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, mocked by mere pretensions or professions, or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he'll reap. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he'll reap. Notice the verse doesn't say might reap, could reap, should reap. No. Scripture says will reap. It is an absolute fact. You will reap, even though it may not have seen, you may not have seen it yet, because God will not allow his precepts being set aside. So don't be moved by your circumstances or the delays you experience because of the rain. The financial blessings will be right on time, on schedule. Galatians 6, 9, 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Mm. And honey, I know we let the folks know that we appreciate Amplified Bible Translation of Galatians 6, 9. And it says, And let us not lose heart and grow weary 
and fain in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, and in the appointed season, we shall reap if we don't loosen and relax our courage and faith. Mm. Regardless of your circumstances, situations, or problems, if you knew what is right, do not <laughs> doubt, give up, give in, or weaken your faith or confession. Your harvest will come on time. The rain of this blessing flow is getting ready to start. It's on time. Leviticus 26.4, 26.4, Message Bible. I will send the rains in their seasons. The grounds will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. You will thresh until the grape harvest. Uh, and the grape harvest will continue until planting, planting time. time. You'll have more than enough to eat and will live safe and secure in your land. That is an incredible promise. Yes, it is. You'll have more than enough. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Number, number three. three. Oh, sorry. No, Did you want to do number nope, three? you go. Bless the work you take in your hand. Have you ever held up your hands? What do you, When you hold up your hands, what do you see? Something to cover your mouth maybe when you're yawning, something to use a utensil to eat with, something you take a comb and comb your hair with, something to work with, you know, or go out and play basketball with. The point is, when God looks at your hands, he sees the unlimited potential for blessings, miracles, and prosperity. You have that authority as believers. Because in John 3.35, John 3.35, it says, The Father loved the Son and placed everything, not just some things, everything in his hands. Yes. When the soldiers came to take Jesus captive, this is always amazing when you read it in the Garden of Gethsemane. The first thing they did was to bind his hands. Why? Those hands had made mud and placed it on the eyes of a blind man and allowed him to see. Those hands took the five loaves, <clears throat> two fishes from a young man, little young guy, and fed a multitude of people. Those hands had been laid upon a great host of people who found his healing touch bring instant relief to their sick and suffering bodies. Those hands stopped a funeral profession, procession. I just read this one two days ago. Opened the coffin of a young man and gave his mother great joy and him new life. Those hands had resurrection power. And guess what? So do yours. Glory to God. John 14, 12. 14, 12 says, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also do, and greater works then these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. In 2 Timothy 1.6, Timothy 1.6, Classic Amplified, we're encouraged to, quote, fan the flame of God through the laying on of hands. And this is the scripture. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame, and keep burning. The gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. You know, God listed very specifically in his word how we are to use our hands to save the lost, heal the sick, deliver the oppressed, and finance the end time harvest. But it has to start with us realizing the power that is in each one of our hands. Yes. Paul told Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given 
by prophecy with the laying on of hands. That's in 1 Timothy 4.14. 1 Timothy 4.14. The gifts are given by the laying on of hands through divine direction. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. It's exactly what it says in Romans 11.29. 11.29. So as a born-again believer, the gifts are yours, but they need to be stirred up. And it's time for us to move outside our comfort zone. That is every one of us. We're needed. We are given wisdom through the laying on of hands. As it says, Joshua was full of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. That's in Deuteronomy 34.9. 34.9. What God did for Joshua, he's going to do and will do for us, for you, because he is no respecter of persons. The scripture also teaches that we are to, in this, as it says in Proverbs 3.27, in Proverbs 3.27, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Wow. Amen. We're not going to finish this today. We'll pick it up right here on tomorrow's call. Mm. But this is some awesome stuff. Yeah. Powerful scriptures. scriptures. Powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Want to stir our thinking and our believing as Absolutely. well as our... Absolutely. Well... Until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.